0: Hey guys, I'm not preaching tonight, so thanks. <laughs> think so. Um, welcome everybody, thanks for mingling. It's so good to see you. I've met so many people that have come like this week for the first time or last week was the first time it's so exciting to see like the what the lord is up to so and thank you for all of you who've been coming for a long time um tonight we have a great privilege to hear from our friend dr joe kirkendahl yes he is a good friend of eddie and i's uh dr joe leads uh, he's the lead pastor at the new life in manitou springs And then he leads that with his wife, Erica, who's a good friend of mine. She's the worship pastor there and does a whole bunch of other things. (laughs) They have four boys and uh, are very busy, but they are wonderful people and it is such a joy. Pastor Eddie is feeling under the weather and Dr. Joe jumped in at the 11th hour to preach tonight and we're so thankful. Uh, So please give him a warm NLYA welcome to Dr. Joe Kirkendall.
1: Thank you. Praise the Lord. They're such a good team here. Danny, Donica, wherever you are, praise the Lord. Right for these guys. Worship leading. Oh, and and Dan Glass in the tech booth. Usually the tech booth doesn't get a shout out, but the tech booth, those guys, girls, wonderful job. And your pastor, Eddie, God bless him. He's under the weather, but he, what a speaker. He can sing, he can write music. He's a missionary. What an incredible guy. He asked me to speak. I watched the sermon from last week and it was incredible. He preached the house down. He had three points, which is what every good sermon should have. That's what I usually do. points. And the last point, I was like, man, I could take this last point and preach a whole sermon on this last point. So turn into your Bibles. Did you bring a Bible? Turn to your Bibles to Ephesians chapter one. I know that last week, Eddie said last week, that this will be the last sermon on the first chapter of Ephesians. But guess what? Here's one more I get to say when Ephesians 1 is over. And we got one more tonight. So turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Last week, Eddie preached about opening the eyes of your heart. Do you remember that? Were you here last week? Do you remember the FedEx thing? I wasn't here, but I watched it online and you saw the arrows. And he said, once you see these arrows, your it's like your eyes are enlightened to the logo. And what our hope is as preachers and what paul's hope is as he wrote the book of ephesians is that we our eyes would be open to three things do you remember what they were last week that the hope within us the how much god loves us and the power that we have in jesus and so this sermon today is going to be all about the power we have in jesus amen amen all right would you stand with me i'm gonna pray and then we will read a couple verses here, Ephesians chapter one, verses 18 through 21. But first, let's pray. Lord, we take a moment to pause, to praise you, to thank you, Lord, we pray the words that are here in this text, that our eyes would be open, specifically tonight, Lord, we pray that our eyes would be open to the incomparably great power that we have in you. And this same power is the same that rose Jesus from the dead. And so, Lord, we thank you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and all God's people shouted, amen. Amen. Remain standing. Here's Ephesians 1. Don't sit down yet. Let's let's stand. This is... uh, a holy place a holy time it is just four verses and it's it's two sentences and if you're an English major you might say that this is a run-on sentence this is just normally how Paul writes so here it is I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people in his incomparably great Power. power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power, dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. This is the word of the Lord, and you say, Thanks be to God, or Amen. That's right, all right, sit down. This This is good. This is a holy passage of scripture. My first point, anybody take notes? Anybody bring a journal? I see that hand. i see those hands i see them oh look at the whole row of these girls yes yes um so if you are taking notes the title is the same as point one and it's just this number one point number one is the incomparably great power for us who believe. That's point one, that's the title of this sermon. I don't want you to miss it. That's what we're talking about tonight. From this text of scripture, the incomparably great power for who? For you, for us who believe. Have you ever thought about like living and, and living your life on your own strength versus God's power? Anybody ever guilty of living uh, in their own strength? yeah and then what happens? You just kind of like fall on your face and you 're humbled and you're like man i didn't i wasn 't trusting the Lord i wasn 't leaning upon him. I was just doing my own thing well um, I, I had a long time of this in my life in my college years back when I was your age. I have to say it better. Back when I was your age, <laughs> I was a freshman in college and I wanted to major in biology, which is a great major for someone who would then become a pastor. So if you're thinking, oh, I want to be a pastor, you should get a biology degree. And my thinking was back then, this is like all on my own strength. I was like, man, I'm gonna go into the science world and I'm gonna make a name for myself as a scientist who's a Christian. And I'm gonna lead all these people to Christ and I'm gonna become rich and famous and I'm gonna be like this great scientist, Christian guy that's gonna like redeem the whole science community. I like, I literally had these ideas And these delusions of grandeur, all on my own strength. And so I'm a freshman, uh, sophomore, junior, senior year. Like, man, I just had story after story of. Like being discouraged. Like people knew me as the Christian, I was pretty outgoing, telling people about Jesus and they were just like, oh gosh, here's Joe again talking about Jesus and man, everyone just thought I was an idiot and like how could you believe in God? I remember teachers, like, like teachers whom you should respect calling me out, like there was this teacher who like talked about the parasitic worms and he was going on and on about the suffering and like these worms eating the human flesh and all the suffering and how could your God Joe, a loving God, create a world like that. And I was like, wait, what? These call like, do I respond right? I didn't know what to do. It's like things like that happen to me, like these stories. I remember this teacher writing out an equation, and it's like supposed it's like he's going on and on. He's like, look, this is like the evidence for where energy came from. See, this this proves God doesn't exist. What do you think, Joe? He's like called me out in front of this group. And it was like like straight out of a movie. It was so bizarre and weird. And it was things like that all happening throughout my college years where I was just so discouraged on my own strength. And my senior year, I was taking this lab, uh, ornithology, the study of Oh, who said it? Birds. Yes, the study of birds. Correct. So I'm, ta- I'm in this ornitho—I'm in this bird lab. Ornithology is like a big table. We're like looking at bones of birds. And I was with this group. We're supposed to label the parts and organize them. And it was like this whole day of of bird lab. And I had like a group that just didn't like me because I was the Christian, and they were just saying kind of things and kind of questioning my faith. And how could you believe in a God that's so silly? And they were looking at the bird bones and like look it just doesn't this just look like the mammal hands and the bird wing and it's all you know just how it's shaped doesn't this just prove that there's no God and I was just I was just like man I'm so discouraged I went to the bathroom like a little middle school girl and there I was like like asking the Lord like Lord why like this is like I'm crying in the bathroom and just so discouraged and I came to this realization that I had been doing all this on my own strength not the Lord's power but in my own strength. I was trying to make a name for myself. I was trying to do this and that. And it was just this moment for me, a holy moment in this (laughs) bathroom next to the bird lab where like I had a come to Jesus moment. Where like, Lord, I've not been trusting you with where you want me to go. I need to rely on your power and it was a changing moment in my life and sure enough i went back to the class and something changed like i I was like wow there's a a difference here and i set this is a really random thing but i set two coins on the table with all the bird skeletons and i just kind of waited And i had this idea and and one of the the students in the class said who stacked these coins here and i was like aha you asked who stacked the coins there. But you don't ask, I mean those coins could have just like fallen out of a backpack, someone could have thrown their coat and two coins could have landed like that. You ask who set the coins there, but you don't ask who. Like something, looking at these bird skeletons that are like hollow and light and perfect for flight, you don't ask who put these here. All I'm doing is asking like the who. And my whole thing, I love, science, I was like telling them, I love science because I love the creator and I think we can connect with the creator when we look at the creation. And they were just like, huh, I've never heard it that way. That's interesting. Tell me more. And I was just like, why didn't I do this years ago? The trusting in the Lord and in his power instead of our own strength. That's point number one. Point number two is this. The kind of power available to us is resurrection power. Exclamation point. Somebody say amen. Amen. The kind of power that's available to us is resurrection power. Power. I'll say it one more time, point two. The kind of power available to us is resurrection power. And the resurrection is where the dead become alive. Resurrection power is from death to life. And that happened with Jesus. And he's gonna raise us up from the dead as he was risen. And we now can experience that here in this life. Amen, amen, yes. Let me tell you another story. Uh, You like stories? You okay with stories? So uh, this guy called the church one time, just like the main number. I should probably preface the story. So I had Eddie's job years and years ago. I was the college in 20-somethings. I was on associate pastor. We met in here. It was called The Mill. Anybody remember? A couple of people. Oh, yes, yes. And The Mill didn't stand for anything. It 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 was a name that didn't mean anything. And we were always explaining, like The Mill. Oh, it's The College. It's the Young Adults Ministry at New Life Church. And so some genius just changed the name to Young Adults Ministry at New Life Church. And I was like, yes, that's genius eddie well done whoever did that that's they don't have to explain what the mill is it's the young adults ministry at new life church so anyways so i had that role years and years ago back in my day and i was sitting up in my office and this guy called the church and he was the president um i should just leave it like that like that's the story he was the the president called new Life. cracking myself up some of you aren't even smiling ah, lighten up um the president of the atheist club at Pikes Peak Community College. Which way is that? Oh, just over here, right? Okay, over there. He called the church and um, he wanted to do a debate with a Christian. And so the lady answering the phone, sweet, Linda. Anybody remember Linda who worked the front desk? Yeah, I see that hand. She was like, I I don't know, who do I forward you to? I don't, this is, I don't know, Uh, she thought of me. It's like, oh, I'll forward you to Joe. And so I answered the phone, I talked to this guy, and I agree, like, okay, I'll, I'll come to the school. And we'll do a debate. And it's like, let, let's get to know each other first. You know, maybe we should have some coffee. So we had some coffee. And it ended up being, like this guy's pretty cool. Like He's, he's, he's respectful. He's uh, eloquent. He can communicate. And it's a joy to have different perspectives and talk. And so we actually had a couple coffee meetings before the debate. And we were just like, let's do this in front of a crowd. And so the mediator had questions for us. At some point, he stopped the debate. And he was like, man, you guys are being too nice to each other. Like, are you guys friends? or something, and we were like, well, yeah, yeah, I took that as a great compliment as a Christian, like like being someone who can communicate differences anyways. um, So the the debate was going on and on, and honestly, I was probably losing the debate. I'm not that quick on my toes. I need to prep and prepare, and the questions were kind of surprise questions, but I did get one that I was like, man, I think I I won that one, Uh, because he asked this question, the mediator asked this question about NDEs. You know what an NDE is—a near-death experience—and the mediator had this question. And it was kind of formed like uh, sometimes people uh, go flatline their heart or their brain in the hospital or something, and then they're sh- sh- like resuscitated back to life. And many of these people have some sort of spiritual experience. Doesn't that say something about the existence of God? And the atheists got to go first. And he said, no, that really doesn't have anything to do with, with God or religion. That's just some random people's experiences. They, you know, they, they, and, the, and the fact that it's near-death experience, it's like, well, they're not really dead. Um, they're just dead for a little while, and then they come back to life, and, and you know, they, they just have dreams or something. It really doesn't say anything. And then he said this sentence. He said, you know what? I would really listen to someone. I would believe someone that like died for like a couple days, that was dead for like an extended amount of time, like a couple days. If that person came back to life, I would listen to everything he had to say because he probably, he had been there and, and he knows what he's talking about. And I was just like, that's exactly what we believe we believe Jesus died for three days he was dead fully dead and then resurrected this resurrection power brought him up out of the grave and he saw people he saw his friends he communicated with people people he wasn't just a ghost people touched him and they put their hands in him and they, they saw that he was real they ate a meal with him hundreds of people saw this resurrected Jesus and he was just like uh, what's the next question? <laughs> like, Yes, I got him. The power of the resurrection. Do you believe that? Like Jesus, we believe at this church, he is fully God and fully human. That's what we believe and declare. And he died fully dead in the power of the resurrection. That same power that rose him from the dead is over us. It's for us. It's with us. I have uh, lots of stories about uh, death to life in, in ministry as far as like people's stories. Maybe you do too if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, maybe your own story or people you, you talk to, their stories are stories of death to life. I think of a guy, I have his um, badge right here. I get to give this guy a badge uh, at New Life Manitou on Sunday. His name is James, and I've asked him for permission to tell this story. He loves it when his story is told because it's a story from death to life. And James, uh, a year ago and a couple of months, he was in El Paso County Jail and he was serving time because he was acting funny and the cops uh, pulled up on him and he was high and they checked his uh, belongings and there was drugs on his person and so he went to jail for for possession. And he's in jail, he served like a year and he had some other charges too from other warrants and just a, a life of a drug addict. He would say, I was th- uh, that consumed me, all I was about was getting more drugs and he would steal and lie and get the drugs and that was his whole thing. And then he gets caught, he gets put in jail and he serves about a year and while in jail, he just comes to the low of his low in his life and just like, I need God, I know bits and pieces but I need to know God, I need to get my life right. He gets out of jail and I think day two out of jail or day three, he's on a jog around Manitou, he lives in Manitou, and he sees our church building and the sign, 10 a.m., and he decides, I need church. I, I, I don't even know about this church, but I'm gonna go to this church and, and see what church is all about, see what Jesus is all about, and he comes, and we welcome him, and he's kind of a rough looking dude with tats, and I'm very uh, happy and proud of our congregation that we just welcomed this guy right in, like one of us. We show him the love of God, and he gives his life to Christ, and now it's been almost a full year of him. He hasn't missed a Sunday. I've missed a couple Sundays. He hasn't missed a Sunday. He's serving, he went to the men's camping trip, shared his testimony at the campfire, and everyone's crying. He's like, I, I wanna be a volunteer, fills out the app, and, and then new Life, the, the people that process the applications, it's red flagged because he's had felonies, and they contact me. They say, do you know about this guy? I'm like, yes, I do. He's a story of death to life. Give him a badge. And they're like, okay, here it is, right here. So I get to give this badge to Mr. James on Sunday. And that power, that resurrection power, the incomparably great power is available to us right here, right now. Last week, I wasn't here, I said that, right? But I did listen to the sermon And uh, at the very end of the sermon, how many of you were here and you did the post-it note thing? I thought it was just a brilliant way to pray for each other and connect with each other. You were supposed to uh, put your post-it note somewhere and pray the three things that Eddie preached last week, that the eyes of the person you were praying for, the eyes would be open to uh, the hope that's in them, to how much God loves them, and to the incomparably great power that's within them. How many of you did that? You put the post-it note somewhere. Good, I see all the hands. So some of you, so if you weren't here last week, you were just to write your first name on a post-it note stick it on a table and pick up someone else's post-it note with their first name and maybe you knew them maybe you didn't you just took a post-it note home with someone's name to pray over them and here's here's the thing at the end of the service uh because i watched the service uh eddie came up and said there's there's more post-it notes up here still um and, and so if you could if you didn't take one take one if, if you just took one maybe take two because there's still lots up here and so I have a word for some of you, because I thought, well, why would that have happened? And, and maybe, maybe, maybe this is true of some of you, maybe this is true of a lot of you, um, but, but maybe it just played out differently. So maybe you came up with your name and you, you put it up there, because you know you would love to have prayer and someone praying for you, so you put it up there in this holy moment. And then maybe, for some of you, you, did, you decided not to take one, because you're like, Man, I'm not worthy to pray for someone else. I have some really good news for you. You are, and that same power, the incomparably great power that rose Christ from the dead is in you. Can someone receive an amen? Say an amen, receive an amen, because that's what we need to encourage each other with this, because maybe it's a word for some of you in here, you just, you didn't take someone's post-it note because you didn't think you should. It's like, well, you should, you can the power that rose Christ from the dead, he is in you, the Holy Spirit is with you. This is what Paul says as he continues this thought about who Jesus is and this great power. Uh, We we could put it up here, it's Ephesians, uh, starts off with verse 19. That same power is, is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. And then it says as far above All rule and authority, so he's talking about the rulers, the authorities, the things on this earth that we think are in charge. No, 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 Jesus is in charge. This this same power, Jesus in charge, he's far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. You have this power, Amen? amen? Amen, let me give you a sermon illustration. I have a bucket of sermon. Illustrations here. Uh, I have a rope down in here somewhere. Let me get this rope out. I'm gonna need uh, someone to help me with a rope. Uh, anybody? Anybody? One of you dudes? Okay. Yeah. Help, help me with this rope. So I got a rope here. It's it's a climbing rope. Here, untangle that and and just just start walking over there. Let's see how long this thing is. Oh, this means I did not coil my rope correctly. Any rock? Anybody ever rock climbed in here? Okay, okay, it's starting to uncoil a little bit. So what if this rope, just like, see how, let's see how far it goes. Like, go, go that way. What's your name? Solomon. All right, ma'am. Solomon, well done. All right, keep going. It's pretty long. So, and it's, and it's, it's, it's tangled up. That means I did not put it away well. I'm not a very good climber. Um, so he, he's still going. You see him going over there? Well, what if this rope is, is like our life? And, and it's, it's, it's way over there and it keeps going and the analogy falls apart because it does have an end. But imagine this rope just keeps going and going. I mean, it's still going over there. Well done, thank you. Um, and, and what if, like because of eternal life, like this whole life, is way over there, but what if this part, the end of the rope, this plastic black nub, uh, what if this is the years between our birth and death? And when we die, we wait for the resurrection, and we are raised to new life, and we are given new bodies, and then starts this eternal life that just goes and goes. Look how far he is, way over there. All right, thank you, you can come back to your seat. Well done. Let's give him a thank you, thank you. Well done. Um, What if, right, like this little bit of our life from birth to death is here, And if the resurrection really is true, if Jesus' words really are trustworthy, when he said, when you die, you will actually live, what if that's true? And the power of the resurrection that just keeps going, this huge, long rope of eternity, is the powerful thing that we can actually have right now. And in this world, like with its suffering and our bad days and sicknesses and disappointments and shortcomings and burdens that happen here in this life, what if the power of the resurrection, the homeboy's still wrapping up. Thank you, sir. What if, like that's available right now? Because that's what Paul says. The incomparably great power is available to us right now. Somebody say amen. again amen here's point uh number three we're winding down now um the band if you guys want to come up we're gonna you're gonna lead us in a moment at the end of this point point number three is this receive this power receive it receive it receive this power it's it's we want our eyes to be opened and enlightened to it and it's it's time to receive for some of you in here this is this is um some of the language sometimes we use at church is the baptism of the holy spirit maybe you've heard that phrase before maybe that phrase is new to you i remember as as a young man I, i became a christian and the phrase baptism of the holy spirit the gifts of the holy spirit i was just unaware of it for years and years and years of my christian life i knew about water baptism And water baptism, it's like that's what looks in the past. So we get water baptized. John the Baptist baptized people uh, for the repentance of sins. And it's this washing with water, the mystery of our lives going into the water, and then coming back up new and, and with God. And we die in the water, and we come up new And it's like we look in the past and it's like our lives are washed and the baptism of the holy spirit well that's like looking to the future it's giving us power for what is to come it's empowering john said when he baptized with water there's gonna come someone who's after me who's going to baptize with the holy spirit and it's gonna be like Fire! It's gonna prepare you. It's going to bring you into the future and what you are capable of in God's power, not in your own power. The best illustration I've seen of of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is these tubs. So I have some tubs up here. So this tub, you know what this tub is? This is you! This is me. This is this is Danny. This is you, bro. I got a marker. Here, I'll put it on here in case you forget. So I'm going to put you. So what's this tub? You. 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 You're supposed to say me. Who, what's this tub? <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> so thank you. No, it's me, but it's you. Uh, so this tub is you. And when we believe... It says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Eddie preached that, that this a couple weeks ago, that when we believe, we receive the seal, the mark of the Holy Spirit, when do we receive the Holy Spirit? When we believe is what Ephesians 1:13 says. So here's a, another tub. So this is you. and this one is the Holy Spirit. So I'll put Holy Spirit on here. And when you believe, you receive the Holy Spirit. So it's like the Holy Spirit gets placed inside of you. Pretty cool image, right? Like the Holy Spirit inside of us, doing his work, empowering us. Yes, yes, praise the Lord. And there's then this baptism of the Holy Spirit which if the Holy Spirit is everywhere, well, then he can also not only be in us, but we could also emerge ourselves. So here's another uh, lid here, which I will write on it, Holy Spirit. And so we have this bin in which we place ourselves, we baptize, we emerge ourselves with the Holy Spirit in us And the Holy Spirit encompassing us and so look at this Holy Spirit we're in him being empowered and in us is the Holy Spirit and some of us maybe we're at a place where where we're we're believers Um, and we would say we fully believe and when we believe Ephesians 1.13 says, we are marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, but maybe there's more. And maybe there's a whole lot more. Maybe the incomparably great power that rose Christ from the dead is available to us. And if this silly analogy helps... Like we have the Holy Spirit in us, but let's dive in to this Holy Spirit. Let's get baptized by his work and his power for the work, for the future, for his glory, for his kingdom on this earth, amen? Amen, Amen. would you stand with me? I'm gonna pray over you and then we're gonna sing this song, Jesus at the center. So if you're okay with this, if you want to receive the power, the incomparably great power that's available to us. This same power, Paul says, is what raised Christ from the dead. Would you just open your hands? Would you close your eyes? This is just a a reflection of a heart that's open to the Lord, a reflection of a heart that's ready to receive the Holy Spirit. And I think back to, to my days as a young man where I was I was saved I I believed in Jesus I had the Holy Spirit I know I did but this baptism of the Holy Spirit it was something new for me and someone prayed over me and told me to go into another room and just ask the Lord just me and the Lord ask him for this gift and I did and it was I look back and say oh that was the this empowering and I've had several moments like that in my life where just more and more power received from God, this incomparably great power that's available to us. So with our hands open and eyes closed, Lord, I pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I pray for this empowering fire that can come into our lives. And we would say, this is not of our own strength, but Lord, this is your power inside of us. It's words right out of the text of scripture that you promised to us that are available. So Lord, we receive it from you. Lord, we receive this baptism this emerging in your power and your spirit though we receive it and we re- we sing we reflect on you jesus as the center lord you are the center you are the power you are the alpha the omega the beginning and the end and Lord, we give our lives to you that we might receive from you in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit let's sing the song together